Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's hard to believe that today, I think, is, uh, I think it's just a week from Christmas Eve as you're listening to this. And so that's some pretty exciting stuff. I hope you folks are doing your shopping, getting by. Things are well. Uh, God is on the throne. What a wonderful season. After Easter to me, I love celebrating the birth of our Savior. And, you know, uh, I know some people are a little bit leery about the celebration and decoration and whatever whatever gets you happy or makes you happy or uh, makes you feel good about yourself, that's fine with us. But uh, make sure that you celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ through this season. Even if you're not a gift person or decoration person, just thank God uh, that that we had God in flesh and uh, he came and down be, to save our sins. Huh? Don't, don't be a Grinch. Yeah. I hate Grinches, man. They freak me out, you know, and and I'm one of those guys. I, I get it. I'm the other extreme. <clears throat> you know, I'll go to the dollar store and buy about four of those necklaces that blink Christmas lights that I wear when I drive around <laughs> and stuff. So I get on the opposite of that. You know, I uh, I give out, you know, uh, Debbie and I give out little gifts to our Starbucks peeps and Subway peeps and those places we go on a regular basis are Publix peeps, you know, places we shop, people who help us out or mailman. But, uh, uh, you know, Gratitude, you know, gratitude, it, you just add two letters to that and it stinks, ingratitude. And I think coming out of Thanksgiving and just thanking God, you know, Thanksgiving's a holiday where we thank God for our nation, but I've always turned it into a holiday where I thank God that I had a savior who saved me. I thank God yeah. for everything I get to do in my life. And, and I think as we go through the birth of Jesus Christ, we're in that place of gratitude, you know, and, and gratitude's this Thanksgiving, this wonderful feel of Man, God's got my back. God's taken care of me. God's put me into ministry. He's placed me. He's kept me in the ministry through adversity, through knuckleheads, through narcissist fools, through craziness. And the same for Stephanie. You guys know our testimony. He's kept us through all this craziness, and here we are today, coming across your radios, and we're pretty. We're pretty excited about that. We're pretty thankful for you, and we have gratitude for each and every one of you. So have some gratitude this season. Have some gratitude for the birth of Jesus Christ, and let people know about it. You know, and I think sometimes, you know, I think we make a decision every day. And, and so my knucklehead thing today is, is a little bit different, I think, than usual. My knucklehead thing today is, uh, and this, you know, knowing that a lot of you out there, uh, you know, are sufferers or you have been a sufferer of PTSD and you've been through things and you've been hurt. And believe me, as I say this to you, I am so sorry that happened to you. And, uh, uh, and it, it wasn't God's plan for those of you who've been physically abused and accidents, whatever the case, shot at, whatever caused your PTSD. 
uh, God's plan now is not, it's not God's plan that we sit around and, and, and brood and get stuck in that little thing. It's God's plan, as it says over in Second Corinthians, that we pop out of this and help others who go through this. And so my knuckleheaded thing today, is, though somewhat controversial, my knucklehead thing today is don't bring your bad juju on other people or you might be a knucklehead. So don't, don't wake up every day in that bad place. You know, and if you wake up in that bad place, go to that good place. Open the word of God. Get a smile. Smile at your wife or hubby or your kids, your loved ones, whoever's in your life. Give them a hug. Uh, search for these great things in life. There's so many. Search for what the Bible says about healing because it works. And and uh, this this comes down to something I said a couple months ago where we don't compare our PTSD to someone else or something either. These are all those things that are kind of hooked together. And I say these out of my experience, not any of yours. Uh, it's real easy uh, to sit around and get in a bad place during the holidays. You know what I'm saying, Stephanie? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And um, just this morning, actually, I watched our trash, our trash um, man comes today. And I was remembering growing up or not growing up, but during growing up kind of was growing up. Um, but during our years of marriage, um, Charles and I, before this is prior to deputation and Cameroon. Um, PDPC, every, yeah. Pardon? PD before, de- uh, prior deputation, prior yeah. Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. For that, prior to those chapters of life. We always um, left uh, an envelope with McDonald's gift cards um, and a Christmas card for our trash man. And now our trash men don't even get out of their vehicle um, to to, to dump the trash because we live in a different area, obviously, and have different trash service. Um, But I was remembering that this this morning, and it made me smile to think, um, I hope... I hope that they read the tracks that we gave them and I hope that they knew we appreciated. And, um, I totally agree. You know, it's like, take time. This yeah. world become a very hard place Yeah. and for the lost, it's even harder. We have the hope of heaven. We have the hope of our savior. And so even when we're going through a hard time, we do not comprehend how much peace we have in the midst of our storms because we have Jesus and they don't. And so, and even those that have Jesus, you know, we're human. We struggle. We do. Yeah. yeah, Go out of your way. We're just people Uh, trying to get by. I mean, Stephanie's hitting this right in the nail, right on the head. Yeah, We're a bunch of folks who are just trying to get by, you know, where, uh, and we're doing it with God's help. And, uh, but Hey, I want you to know this, my neighbor. So every week of her life, leaves her trash can out there with a big orange bag with a bow on it for you. And they stop, get out, take that orange bag. She usually has waters and cookies in there for them. And every year at Christmas, I do the same. I put a bow and stuff and say for you. And they stop the truck, get out and grab their gifts and then go back in and use the machine and empty their trash. And uh, so we do that. And my neighbor, she's, she's real good that way. Every day she leaves a bottle of water in the mailbox for the mailman. Oh, that's awesome. With a bow that says for you every single that's day, she, yeah. she, she leaves a, a bottle of water for the mailman. She's three houses down. Uh, just a great lady. We used to call her nosy woman. Then we got to know her, you know, she still is kind of nosy, but I'll tell you, she's a great lady, man. She's one of my dear friends now. And, uh, I'm glad I got to know her. So I think that, I think it's so important folks with this. You might be a knucklehead if, uh, again, you're waking up in that mode and you're not uh, transforming your mind in God's word, 
looking for the good, counting your blessings, going through those types of things, making a difference. I think that's our responsibility. And yeah. uh, I think God gives us all we need to be able to do that. So get out there and do that. And then I wanted to say this on things we don't say and do. I'm going in a different path this time. Uh, we don't say or do to people with PTSD or we don't allow people to say it to us is quit being so uptight. And uh, that's another one of those things. I know they kind of cross over against each other, but again, we're going through those things and we don't need people to tell us not to be uptight, not to be hyper vigilant, or whatever we want to call that. That's just a, uh, that's just a bunch of craziness. That's all I want to say. That's just a bunch of craziness. We don't do that. So make sure you plug into God when you wake up and want maybe get up a little early. And, uh, you know, maybe on a, you know, as you go up to holidays, this might be a good time to get up early, uh, grab the spouse after you get done with your Bible reading and stuff and go have breakfast somewhere. People should do that at Christmas time. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. I think I'm going to snag Debbie. We'll go our breakfast somewhere after my six mile walk and uh, walk around, whatever I end up doing. But I just think that's a good idea too. So Stephanie, here we are. We're in this 10th proverb and you know, there's, there's been a lot going on in the book of Proverbs and you know, we're, we're looking at contrasted lives contract contrast to destiny or as i stated we called that in hebrew class in seminary this is hebrew poetry we actually debbie and i had a whole class on hebrew poetry debbie took language classes with me which were she was very good at them and she is very good at them and but we really enjoyed this this contrast you know god says it, it, it's real clear that if you do this or if you do that there's a couple areas you can go in in every one of these and for someone like me i, I you know, and I'm not calling myself simple. I'm not trying to be human. I'm not trying to be humble or, you know, show you a human side of humility or something like that. What I'm trying to say is, uh, for me, things are easier when you give me examples. And I think that's what we're looking at in the scripture. You know, you do this, boom, you do this, good, or vice versa. And we start in chapter 10, in the 10th proverb, in uh, verse number nine today, it says, he that walketh upright with you, uh, walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. And what I want to do is I want to do things a little different today. I want to go through and, and do one of these at a time. As I look at these Proverbs, instead of trying to hook them to other ones, they all kind of go together anyway. I want to first, I want to look at that verse number nine. So, you know, it's talking about your walk with integrity or you go down the wrong road, basically. And uh, I think I think as we looked at, he that walketh upright walketh surely. So to me, Stephanie, to me, that portion of the verse is if you walk uprightly, you're walking with integrity, you're not hiding anything, you're doing the right things, you're saying the right things. I mean, what do you get out of the first part of that sentence? Mm, wow. I think there's so much, obviously, that, that this is, could be talking about. But when you when you look at the... The difference between a wise person and a foolish person, um, it's summed up right here in the effect that we have on people with our choices. Yeah. Because I think it's very, very often um, a fool believes, you know, they're just, they're living their own life. They're completely self-centered and they don't see the, the awful effect that their life is having on, and the way you walk, the way you live. And, and what's interesting is, as we go through this passage, it involves every part of us. And I think of the song that says, oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. 
every part of us needs to be a yielded vessel to the Lord Jesus Christ, because if it's not, we will cause so much sorrow. It will lead to downfall. It's going to cause hatred. It's going to cause strife. I mean, it just, the, the list is never ending of the, of the trouble that comes from someone who chooses to be a fool. And yet, if you look at the contrast of someone who chooses to be a wise person, because wisdom doesn't come by osmosis. It, it, it comes only through Jesus Christ. But yeah. you have to make a choice to let him do his work in you. And so um, it, this is just powerful. Um, when you think of the depth of the ramifications of the wise versus the foolish and of how it affects literally, um, I just, this passage, that's what stands out to me as we've already gone through some of these verses and keep going. It involves every part of us, our eyes, our lips, our hands, our mouth. Um, Every part of us is affected by our choices of wisdom or foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. And, And this part, exactly. You know, if you're walking with integrity, if you if you're not perverting anything, hiding anything, if you don't have anything to hide, um, you're in a pretty good place. You get to walk upright, walk surely. People mm-hmm. can see there's a confidence that comes with uh, not being caught in sin. Is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And the other yeah. side says that there's a terrible thing, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. People can tell. Yeah. And you know, people can read things on folks and. And boy, they can, you know, you see people and we've seen the fakes, haven't we? Everybody has all you listening to us. Yeah. And well, and it's powerful because it says, first of all, that word is very powerful. Perverted. Yeah. That means literally almost, it's almost the idea of souring. Like you've pickled and not in a good way. Like you've rotted your ways. Um, you know, and that that's powerful. In other words, where you literally make, you make choices that, literally almost mess your thinking up where you pickle your own brain by choices you make and destroy your own brain and the way you think. But it says it shall be known. That's a promise. Yeah. And that's a scary. I know people right now that if they had any fear of God and read this verse, it should make them fall to their knees. And it doesn't because they have no fear of God. But he yeah. says it shall be known. It's like that, that verse that says he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. In other words, and that doesn't mean, I don't think this always means from a worldly perspective, okay? Right. But <laughs> in light of eternity, you're in a very dangerous spot because God says at some point this will be known. At some point, even if it's in heaven, I was just talking to a, an evangelist friend and his wife, and we were talking about, um, I was getting counsel from them and we were just com- talking about things that God has taken us through and he's taught us so much, but the trials still hurt. Betrayal still, still oh, hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Go on and not be dealt with mm-hmm. from perspective hurts. And yet we, we were talking about this and he said at some point God's going to deal with this. And when he does watch out because <laughs> exactly what God says here. It, you you will fall. It will be known. God will deal with it. And that should make anyone who is hiding sin tremble in their boots. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And, you know, look at that next verse. It's just more comes on. It says he, in, in verse number 10, he that winketh with the eye causes sorrow, but a prating fool shall fall. So this is, 
it, it, there's, it's telling us what's going on. But you know that idea of winketh means you just blow off sin. It, it doesn't mean you're actually winking. Some people, you know, think that people can't walk around and wink at you. So I, I, I knew this fellow growing up. He was a winker. You know, he'd see you, he'd say, class act, and he'd give you a wink. Uh, you know, should he do that? I don't know. It always kind of freaked me out. You know, I was like 16 or something, and I'd help him with his lawn, help him fix his truck. He was an older fella, you know, in his 80s or something, and I was always helping him out. And uh, But I think when we talk about the term wink here, we're talking about blowing off sin. Uh, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I learned in college and I'm pretty sure about that. But then a prating fool, remember somebody, again, this is even adding to it. This is this knucklehead that could care less. Not only am I a fool, but I'm taking it to a new level. Um, you know, there's a wickedness in this verse. Uh, uh, Stephanie, th- this verse is just, just dealing with this wickedness. So don't be somebody who's winking or blowing off sin and don't be a prating fool that knows what's right and yet continues to be involved in the wickedness and do those things. I, I think that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah, no. And that's, again, we go back to that is what defines a scorner and a fool. And that's scary because if you're at that point where, (laughs) where it doesn't even bother you, and, and this kind of person causes so much sorrow. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that prate and fool is just over and over. They're going to fall. You know, I think the biggest thing here, Steph, is something that you said, I think, day before yesterday's podcast. You made the comment, uh, their time's coming, or something to that effect. I don't want to put the exact words because I mess them up. And uh, But basically, we know that God... It, you know, he's, this doesn't go unmarked. There's a price that's got to be paid for doing these things. And, uh, you know, Christ paid for our sin, but he didn't pay, uh, for people who aren't saved. He did, but they're not accepting it. Uh, and, and if we're still dealing with things, we're going to have to stand in front of a righteous God and explain those things. So I guess, Stephanie, you know, I'm always stuck between these people who hurt people like you and I, you know, people who claim to be pastors, ministry people, missionaries, whatever the case may be. People have hurt us really bad. I often struggle with, you know, first of all, and, and everybody asks this question, do you really think they're saved? And in most cases, you know, I kind of think they're saved. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you feel that way, but I, I think in most cases I feel that way. I just think they're so outside of God's will and God's word and God's plan for their life that you you kind of wake up uh, and you're of no earthly or no spiritual value. You're of only earthly value. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, well, <clears throat> quite honestly, the whole saved thing, I can't think about it too much because um, – at the same, that's up. That's in God's hands. Um, but I also know that the Bible says, "By their fruit you shall know them." And I, so, ultimately, God knows if they're saved or not. But our our level of fellowship, or how we how we treat someone in terms of how close we're going to get to them, is by their fruit. And by their fruit, we know people. Okay, that's God doesn't. We don't know the heart. We see face value. And so, when you have someone who is behaving as this passage describes, um, God only knows if they're saved or not, but if they are saved, it is, it's just, you know, says by fire and, um, yeah, 
I'm not going to be in fellowship with them. I'm not going to, I am not going to be in fellowship with a fool. Yeah. Um, you know, and someone who can carry out the, you know, the, this passage that says these six things that the Lord hate you seven are abomination to him. When someone can carry that list out in their lives mm. constantly yeah, and it doesn't bother them and there isn't chastisement from God. Yeah. By the fruit you shall know them. Yeah. And, so and, and you know, I, I stand on it. Yeah. And again, you know, you think some of these people are saved and, but then, you know, they call themselves pastors. They've been to schools in some cases. They've done these things. But then at other points, you say, well, if I inspect the fruit, there's no ripe fruit here. There's no good fruit here. No. And, no, you know, out of the three people that messed with us out of the ministry we just came out of, I'm certain one of them's not saved. But, again, we can't know these things. You know, we just can't. Um, but you, you look at the fruit. I mean, one of the pastors has had more people leave his church uh, then goes to his church. I mean, there's, I think there's, you know, five or six times as many people that left his church going to other churches now, than go to his church today. So, I mean, you got to start asking yourself these types of questions, I believe. And, uh, well, yeah. and I think it's very important to remember that the Bible says whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, even as a father, a son in whom he delighteth. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of sad to me that we that we are so quick, and this happened to me after Charles died. Yeah. We are so quick when a Christian goes through a trial to say, oh, they've got sin in their life, that God's dealing with them. Maybe we should, instead of having that judgmental, awful perspective, think of the verse, whom the, whom the Lord, and, and that doesn't always mean that chastisement means we've done something wrong. It means God's just trying to purify us and refine us. And so, yes, trials are meant to purify and refine us, but they're also, there's also a beautiful thing in the fact of Job was the one who was found perfect before God, and Job's the one that God trusted with the trial. Job's three friends, God knew he couldn't trust them with a trial. They would have blown it. Mm. And so remembering that when someone is living, and, and I've had to go back to this perspective, when people that... Quite honestly, some of them should have criminal records for things that they have done to me and had done to my husband. You know what? God knows. And though their lives look so perfect now, they look like they've got the world by the tail. They don't. Yeah. In God's economy, they don't. And so remembering this passage, because it's easy to get very weighed down and depressed by this when it seems like, God, I'm serving you and I'm the one going through this. Remembering that God is still good and his way is perfect. And if we will get a heavenly perspective and remember that the trials of this earth will grow strangely dim as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, because that's why we're running this race. Yeah. Yeah. Not why they're running, whatever their race is, whether they're lost or saved, they're not running it for Jesus. They're running it for themselves. Yeah. So keep perspective in mind and it's comforting. Folks, I think that's what it's all about. We just don't know, but we do know this. God has given us rules to live by today, some more of those precepts, and to walk upright, to walk you know, in integrity, to stand up and be able to know that God's using you, to stay away from the perversions, the craziness, the sin, uh, not to be out there thinking that sin and all these things are nothing and becoming a prate and fool because you're going to fall 
And uh, listen, we love you folks. Please listen to every word Eric has to tell you. We want to make sure that you know for sure that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're going to join us in heaven because, man, we're going to have a Helpful Wounded Spirits podcast reunion right up there on Hallelujah Square. <laughs> so we love you folks. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.